Welcome to the Retirement Guide Podcast. I'm your host, George Jameson, owner of Capital Wealth Group, a flat fee-only advisory firm. Whether you're nearing retirement or already retired, join me each week as we explore the world of retirement planning and equip you with the knowledge and tools you need for a successful retirement. So let's get started. Today, we're talking about bonds, how they work, the different types, bond funds versus individual bonds, and what types retirees should consider owning in retirement. Think of a bond like you're loaning money to a company or government. You give a company or government money, and they promise to pay you interest for a specific amount of time. Here's another way to look at it. When you invest in a bond, you're basically the lender. You're giving them money, and in return, they're saying, hey, we promise to give you your original money back at your principal, and we'll also pay you interest on a regular basis for a specific amount of time. So bonds are initially issued at par value. The par value, which is also called face value, is usually $1,000. However, the market price of a bond might be higher or lower than the par value during the life of the bond. It all depends on things like interest rates and how trustworthy the issuer is. Assuming the entity is still viable when the bond matures, you will be paid back your original investment at par value, which is, like I said, $1,000, plus the interest earned. Bonds tend to be on the stable side in the short run, unlike stocks that can be volatile, especially over shorter periods. However, over the long run, at least historically speaking, U.S. bonds usually don't perform as well as U.S. stocks do. Here's an example where you buy a bond below par value. Let's say you buy a government bond for $990. It comes with a 4% coupon and a one-year term. When that year is up, they give you $1,000 plus the $40 in interest. So you walk away with $1,040. Your original investment of $990 plus $10 in gains and $40 in interest. If you do the calculation, your yield to maturity is approximately 5%. Bonds come in various types and maturities. You've got government bonds like treasuries and agency bonds. People tend to think of them as safe bets because treasuries are backed by the U.S. government, and agency bonds are issued by government agencies, and their credit ratings are almost as good as treasuries. Then you have municipal bonds, which are issued by local governments and can give you some nice tax benefits. There are two types of municipal bonds. You have general obligation bonds, And then you have revenue bonds. General obligation bonds are often safer than revenue bonds, but not always the case. Next, you have corporate bonds. Within the corporate bond category, you have investment grade, which is usually backed by larger companies with strong balance sheets. And then you have below investment grade, also called high yield or junk bonds. They are often smaller companies or companies with more leveraged balance sheets. Of course, all of these bonds have different maturity dates, ranging from less than a year to 30 years in the case of treasuries. When it comes to the risk of default, the lower the credit rating and the longer the bond has to maturity, the more default risk you have, especially with corporate bonds. Like I said before, each type has its own level of risk and potential rewards. Bonds have limited upside, but also are often safer than stocks. Because as long as the entity doesn't go under, you will get back your initial investment 
plus the interest and sometimes a limited gain. In addition, if the entity or company were to go under, bondholders are the first in line to get paid back, while stockholders are last in line. However, this does not mean you're guaranteed to get your investment back and may end up losing it all. Even though U.S. high-yield corporate bonds have maintained an average default rate of only 1.5% over the past 15 years, from 2005 to 2022, during economic downturns and market stresses like 2008 and 2009, high-yield defaults jumped to 5.3%. In addition, during COVID, defaults reached 4%. If you're interested in the high-yield bond category, it may be better to consider investing in a high-yield mutual fund or ETF. So who issues these bonds and why? Like I said earlier, bonds are often issued by governments and corporations. Governments often issue bonds to raise funds for daily operations and projects like roads, buildings, schools, and so on. Central banks also use bonds to regulate a country's money supply, but that's a whole other conversation. Corporations issue bonds to fund expansions and other business activities. So what affects a bond's price? It's a mix of factors including interest rates, credit ratings, and overall market conditions. When interest rates rise, existing bonds with lower rates become less attractive, causing their prices to drop. So when it comes to bond investing, there's a lot to consider. One such decision is between bond funds, bond ETFs, and individual bonds. They each have their own set of pros and cons, so let's break it down. With bond funds, you're essentially pooling money with other investors to create a diversified portfolio of bonds. This can be a good thing because you will usually own hundreds of bonds and it spreads out the risk. Instead of putting all your eggs in a handful of bonds, you get a bunch of them. But watch out for fees. Some funds charge less, while others can be quite expensive. On the other hand, individual bonds can offer some peace of mind. If you hold them until maturity, you will get your initial investment back, assuming the issuer doesn't go under. But unlike buying individual stocks, individual bonds don't trade on an exchange. And are not as easy to buy, and bond research can be a bit harder as well. Here's one thing with bond funds that some dislike. During market stresses, fund managers might have to sell bonds at a loss or below NAV to cash out investors who sell their shares. The shareholders who stay are the ones to absorb that cost. Bond ETFs have their own issues, too. During market stresses, bond ETFs may sell off more than their NAV. But if you don't sell, it should correct itself when markets calm down and become more liquid. In general, if you prefer actively managed bond funds, then bond mutual funds may be the way to go. If you prefer a low-cost, passive index bond investing, then bond ETFs may be the way to go. There are some actively managed bond ETFs and may be worth looking into as well. Let's look at what happened in 2022. Many U.S. bonds, U.S. bond funds, and U.S. bond ETFs took a major hit. Interest rates shot up fast and by a large amount, causing many bond-related investments to drop in price often by double digits. However, 2022 was not a normal year for U.S. bond investing. In fact, 
according to an analysis by Edward McQuarrie, a professor at Santa Clara University who studies historical investment returns, said even if you go back 250 years, you can't find a worse year than 2022 for the U.S. bond market. This was from a CNBC article by Greg Iacursi. And here's the silver lining. If you hang in there, those funds that were paying low interest are now paying much higher interest, and you will likely bounce back in due time. Individual bonds, on the other hand, can preserve your principal as long as you hold the bonds to maturity, and the entity does not default. This is often done with a bond ladder. By staggering maturity dates, investors avoid getting locked into a single interest rate. A ladder helps smooth out the effects of fluctuations in interest rates because there are bonds maturing every year or even quarterly, depending on the number of rungs in the ladder. Now, what do I personally prefer? Well, it depends on the person's goals, risk tolerance, time horizon, amount of assets, preferences, and so on. For my clients, I often lean towards bond ETFs with low cost that follow different bond indexes. Here's my main reason. Active bond funds have done better historically than active stock funds, but picking a bond fund winner over the long haul is still pretty tough. Just look at the numbers from Morningstar. As of the end of 2022, only about a third of actively managed bond funds beat their benchmark over a 10-year period. And the odds get even worse when you look at 15- and 20-year periods. Active managers do a bit better in the corporate bond category, but it's still a challenge. For some clients with larger assets, I will buy individual bonds using bond ladders if this is what best meets their needs and preferences. In general, bond funds and ETFs can be solid choices for those who want to invest in a bunch of bonds without buying them individually and having to do a bunch of research. It's how most folks own bonds anyway. Just remember, there's no one-size-fits-all solution, and there are many different types of bonds, bond funds, and bond ETFs. Make sure you do your research. It's all about what suits your goals and your risk tolerance. So which types of bonds or bond funds are best for retirees? Well, it really depends on what you want the bonds to accomplish and your unique situation. Assuming you're retired and have a mix of stocks and bonds, and 50% or more is in stocks, your bonds may be best served as a source of diversification to help reduce volatility and overall portfolio risk. If that's the case, leaning towards government bonds could make sense. Government bonds have the least correlation to stocks than any other bonds. And during major stock market sell-offs, government bonds often go up in value as stocks go down. Of course, this isn't always the case. This may be especially important for retirees who rely on regular withdrawals from their investment. There's a study by Dr. Fowl that I mentioned in my third episode on the 4% rule. He switched up the bond part of the 4% rule, swapping out corporate bonds for intermediate government bonds. The result was a 100% success rate compared to the 95% success rate from the Trinity study that used investment-grade corporate bonds. 
Retirees may want to take it a step further and have a few years of expenses in very short-term government bonds, CDs, money market funds, to help you avoid the roller coaster that was 2022, where bonds were down often by double digits along with stocks. However, if you're on the ultra-conservative side and your retirement assets are mostly bonds, a mix of different bond types may be the way to go. That could include government bonds, corporate bonds, and maybe even some high-yield bond funds, which often offer higher yields compared to government bonds and investment-grade corporate bonds. You might even add some international bond funds as well. The key here is making sure your bond choices match your retirement goals and your comfort level with risk and your overall portfolio. In conclusion, bonds can play a crucial role in shaping your retirement strategy. Whether you lean toward bond ladders for principal protection, government bond funds for overall portfolio stability, diversification, and protection, or you prefer to diversify your bond holdings to try and create higher yields and greater returns, the key is to align your choices with your unique financial goals and overall portfolio allocation. But remember, there's no one-size-fits-all answer, but understanding bonds empowers you to make informed decisions for your retirement success. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Retirement Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review to help others discover the show. For questions, ideas, or discuss your retirement plan, reach out to me, George Jameson, at Capital Wealth Group. Visit our website at capitalwealthplan.com to learn more. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more insightful retirement planning in future episodes. And now for the disclaimer. The information discussed in this podcast is for general explanations and education only. It is not tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on any information heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you and have a great day.